Welcome to another edition of Easy Jazz Spotlight, produced by Easy Jazz FM. Portuguese jazz bassist Cicero Lee is growing a large fan base around the globe. In this interview with guest host Stefan Zakowski, Lee reveals how he overcomes nervousness before performing and talks about being introduced to music from the day he was born. Here is Cicero Lee. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's such a pleasure to be it's, here it's with you. It's actually my pleasure. I, I want to start by saying that I've thoroughly enjoyed taking the uh, the listening journey through your compilation of works. I uh, especially enjoyed uh, your collaborations with Carlos uh, Garcia and, and Joel uh, Silva. That that sort of brought out that that musical vibe for me while I was listening to the music. I had it on while I was writing the questions for you. Um, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. So what I'd like to know is, has music always been a central theme in your life? Uh, when did it start for you? And, you know, what made it so? What made it that central theme? Well, uh, super central, super central, because uh, it, I, I was born into music. Uh, my my dad is a is a musician, uh, a very uh, important teacher uh, here in in the the Lisbon area. So he 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 teached uh, a lot of uh, professional musicians nowadays, and uh, music is a part of my life. Uh, I, the first memories I have. Uh, they're accompanied by by music, so yeah, it's super important. And I and I recall from our conversation that uh, you you kind of one of your first instruments was uh, was a mahogany drum, not a red drum, mahogany <laughs> drum, and it seems to be a central theme with jazz musicians that their life starts with uh, with, with a red or mahogany drum. So. Um, apart from the bass, what other instruments, and I guess apart from the mahogany drum, do you play? Is the bass your favorite? Do you have a secret love, something that nobody knows that you actually enjoy playing more than the bass? Uh, and and can you share what that instrument is if you if you if you'd like to? Well, I mean, I, I love music, right? So uh, I think when I listen to sound to 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 a certain instrument, uh, I usually get in love with that with with the sound right uh the the bass is my is my favorite instrument i i have a like a second and third love uh the drums of course because i grew up playing uh, uh small grooves by ear okay. and uh the piano is 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 an instrument that i i still want to learn uh, so I can go to the piano and just compose with the piano, create some simple stuff, but uh, I would really like to be able to play a piano like in a proper, proper way. <laughs> right. Have you taken any cues or has, has Carlos approached you to say, hey, I can show you some riffs. I can show you how to sort of cheat on the keys. <laughs> 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 well, to cheat, I think uh, I, I, I do it myself. You know? <laughs> I, go, I, I find my own. So... Uh, but Carlos, Carlos is is Carlos Garcia. He, he's such a, uh, a talented and and busy uh, pianist that uh, he doesn't have time for me, <laughs> unfortunately, because he's a, he's an amazing amazing teacher. <laughs> well, he's an amazing player because, as I say, I've watched the collaborations you've had with him uh, and Joel, and 
and seeing how he plays, I thought maybe he would be the individual that you would be able to draw from, draw some some yeah, inspiration in the in the way that you play, because the way you play your bass is very similar to the way he plays the piano. It, it's an embrace of of the uh, of the instrument. And what I wanted to ask about that is, I have watched you play, and you do embrace your instrument. It's almost a relationship you're having with it. Uh, I've seen other bassists play and they play it as as an instrument. You you have something more special, more almost intimate with it, like you're coaxing it, you're urging it on. Can you talk a little more about that, how you how you play your instrument? Of course. Uh, so I, I started playing the, the, the electric bass. But then... Um, after my first uh, approaches with the, with electric bass, I started listening to to Dave Holland, and then I, I started uh, like watching some some videos of him playing old VHS uh, uh, tapes. Right. And right away, I, I wanted to have a a double bass. <laughs> so <laughs> just the object itself, you know, I wanted to have that. Right. Uh, so maybe because it was uh, an instrument, I wanted to play so much. I wanted to have so much. Uh, I had pictures of the double basses, old double basses. Um, so it became a, 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 a love story somehow. But it's so difficult at the same time. So mm -hmm. I think it's really a love story. It's <laughs> difficult, <laughs> but rewarding as well. Right. And do you have your your own favorite personal double bass that you play and it follows you everywhere it goes to your concerts? Or do you have a set? Do you have a few that have different tones, uh, different sounds that you want to bring with the music that you're playing? So I have two two basses, uh, one bass uh, just for um, rehearsals and uh, something that I can take anywhere. And if it breaks, no problem. And then I have a more expensive because the bass is, is a very expensive bass uh, instrument. Right. So I have a more expensive bass that I used to 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 play in gigs and and to record. So yeah, it becomes a very personal um, object. Right. Yeah. And is and, yours and, is sorry, is yours uh, an antique? Is it like a Guanarian or is it a more modern built uh, bass? No, it's a it's a, a German. Um, I think it's it was made for me in um, seventeen, two thousand seventeen. Nice. Uh, by a by a German maker who lives in Lisbon. His name is Kai. Um, I used to have a, a, an old an old German bass. The sound was just amazing, but unfortunately, the, the bass came to to an end. You know the the the, the life expectancy uh, ended, <laughs> so I had to I had to give it away. Unfortunately, because I really love that bass, and I have uh, uh, some great recordings with it. The, the sound is is really great. So yeah, the bass has this feature feature that the sound becomes be, you become the sound, and the sound becomes you. So it's a blend. Yeah, especially the non-electric, the acoustic basses, they have a depth to the to the sound, depending on the wood that's been used and the craftsmanship of it that you can feel. And I know just holding one and you you 
touch the, the, the strings that you can feel the vibration within you as you play, as opposed to some of the instruments where you can kind of get a feel for what the sound is doing, but with a bass as the way that you play it, when you're embracing it, you must feel that vibration all the way through you, every, every string that you pluck when you're playing. Yeah, couldn't describe it better than you. <laughs> uh, the sound, the 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 sound uh, kind of changes uh, the the way you play. So if if the, if the, if you have a different bass, it adds features uh, to your playing, or it removes some 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 features. So you kind of adapt to to that. So the music also adapts to that. So it's it's such a, an amazing experience. Uh, it's nature. In, uh, at a, a certain point yeah and and like i say the way that you play it's as you said uh, a relationship uh with the instrument as opposed to just playing the music you develop a relationship and if it's a new a new instrument the relationship is like a start off first date where you're feeling it out and seeing you know what sounds does it make and what's oh this is an interesting sound i want to play this more i want to get that out of you more and it, like i say the way i've seen you playing it's as though you are coaxing it's as though you are urging the music from the instrument and one that you've played probably many times you have a sort of an ease into playing because you know where the sounds come from and something new you'd be kind of going where can i get a, a surprise i want to i want to see what i can pull out of this out of this instrument yeah yeah that's uh that's uh, you you describe uh the, all of these matters in a very precise and, and and thoughtful way yeah it's absolutely true well, thank you. Thank you. It's it's I get it from watching. I get it from observing. And I've had my hands on a couple of instruments where I've experienced that. And I know that has to translate into someone who is playing and playing professionally, that they have to bring that into their music because it would be something hard to avoid that once you get the feel for it, you're sort of you're involved in it. It's not just uh, a, me a mechanism. It's an involvement uh, of full body and with music it's soul as well so your whole the emotions and the and the soul that's captured within the sounds that you're making if you're not feeling it then the the audience is not hearing it so as i say listening to your music you can feel it you can hear it so there is a really solid con connection with your with your instrument i can tell what i'd like to circle back to is Given that you also have a desire to play or have other instruments that you enjoy playing, are we going to hear something in the future? Are we going to hear something new from you that has an involvement of other instruments that you're going to allow yourself to be, you know, involved with? <laughs> I don't want to break up your relationship with the cello. I don't want to you know, have a tryst going on. But <laughs> well. Uh... <laughs> You know, I'm 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 kind of getting ready to 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 do a new record, uh, like a more like a groove oriented uh, record, more to the funk jazz experience, uh, uh -huh. maybe a little bit of, of the pop uh, stuff going on, and and, and I have uh, a lot a lot of beats in my head in my head that I would like to to like to record, so maybe the drums, maybe I will record something on the drums, and that would be a first. That would be excellent. That I, I've had an interview with an individual before who put an entire um, piece together and all of the sounds are his. So there's uh, voice percussion and there's there's body percussion that is himself recording himself as part of the music. So he had a feel for a beat and he played it on himself and he made voice percussion as well. That 
<laughs> as well as the music that he was playing. He's a guitarist. And uh, there's a possibility you may meet him if you come to Ottawa for the jazz festival. Oh, we go maybe. to Montreal. He's actually out of Montreal. And it would be interesting to see, you know, if you two sort of spontaneously collaborate on something that would be really oh, great. Be something magical, I think, for me to have that because his work, your work, I see a combination, but I'll, that's for a future time. That's for a future time. Um, so you've had many, many collaborations. You've played with many great artists in your time. I mean, yourself as a great artist, but you've played with others in Lisbon, in other areas. And what was your favorite collaboration? And if you could choose, who would you like to collaborate with next? So, uh, because I grew up listening to a to a listening and, and watching a, a show um, that used to be recorded um, in the states, uh, I think it was uh, late night with Jules Holland, Jules Holland, um, and the band was David Sanborn on the, oh, yes. on, the on the saxophone. You know yep. that, that show. So uh, there was this artist who, who went there, uh, even Lynch. Okay. Um, and I, I kind of grew up like watching those shows. And two years ago, I had the chance to to do a performance with him at the at the Coliseum in Lisbon. Wow! So that was like, okay, it's done. <laughs> this is what what I signed signed for. <laughs> <laughs> a check on the bucket so I, list. <laughs> yeah, a check on the bucket list. So I, I think it's unfair to say it, that was my my favorite performance or my favorite collaboration because I've had so many and so many of them were so important, but that one um, checks uh, the mark. You know, it's like the bucket list <laughs> performance or one of the the, the the most important. So yeah, maybe even Lynch is is one of those. Okay, and and is there somebody? next is there somebody in your head that if you had the opportunity you would jump on it immediately is there another checkbox in the in the bucket list that you're going after i don't know because i i, I like i i i just respect so many uh, great musicians that if if i had the opportunity the opportunity to play with like someone i really respect and enjoy their music i would i would do it but i don't think i can mention any any like particular name you know uh but it, i i mean anyone from my my sphere of work my 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 world a musical right. world that I, I haven't would be i would be thrilled to do something with 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 them so yeah very modest answer. Very, very, very politically correct that you're not bit picking a favorite and the other people are going, well, that's it. I'm not working with this guy. <laughs> but it's, that's not the, that's not the I don't, I'm not going for that. But it's kind of, it's very difficult. It's very difficult because I, I love music so much and I, I, it's difficult for me to, to say. Yeah. So of of the choice, and I, I know I'm harping on, on an issue that you're trying to say, I don't want to pick somebody favorite, but of an instrument that you would like to collaborate with. So you're a bassist. Would you would your collaboration choice be somebody who's a pianist, a saxophonist, a trumpet player, a drummer? Is there an instrument that in your mind this would be a phenomenal collaboration if it was just the two of us doing a, a piece of yeah. work? You know, that way you're not easier. picking an artist. Yeah, easier, easier to answer. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's this uh, this um, artist from from Brazil. 
he's a very very internationally famous um he plays the 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 mandolin i think oh, it's okay. the mandolin or uh, his name is uh, yeah. yeah his, his name is uh, hamilton de olanda oh, okay um uh so the sound of the the, the mandolin is is a very high register uh pitched uh, sound and then he plays with the drums and then there's the bass so right. have, everyone has a, a very concise and very precise space to to perform you know so that would be something i would just i would go right now <laughs> just pack the bags and <laughs> i would go well there you go so, so you, now we know we there may you go. have a name but we definitely have an <laughs> instrument <laughs> yeah yeah um, so the other thing I've noticed about your work, it's both, it has an orchestrated quality to it, as though there's a lot of work that's been put into it ahead of time, but it also has this very freeform kind of, we just did this on spur of the moment, you know, your music has that quality to it, so where you, you sort of feel like, is this new? Is he just doing this on the cuff? And what I'd like to know is, which would you say you prefer more in terms of a style, orchestrated or freeform, just throwing it out there, getting yourself comfortable and, and and playing without having any beginning, any end, just jumping into the middle of it. Yeah, I think the, because the, the, the compositional uh, aspect of, of creating music um, is so important for me. I think I couldn't live without the, the, the orchestrated part. Although the, the, the free form has always a... a uh, say uh, to the orchestrated part. There's always uh, room for the improvisation part, but the free form uh, is is like the preparation. You know, is kind of magic for me. Oh, okay, okay. So for you, that preparation piece gives you the foothold to get in the door. And if you're playing with other individuals, if you're collaborating with groups that are individuals that can sort of take it and run with it then you're comfortable to run to to uh to adapt the music that you've begun with and take it and and make it something new make it nuanced give it a different spin as the other people that are playing and sort of start moving in a different direction exactly like that exactly like, like that uh, and especially when you have uh, like high performance musicians, uh, guys who guys or girls or whatever, people who who uh, really can dig in uh, to, to to the music you write, and they can create or or they can make it their own, you know. Right. Uh, so when you collaborate with with uh, people like that, uh, the stuff you 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 wrote, the stuff the stuff you pre you prepared. It takes in uh, like a all new um, dimension. So it's and so rewarding. It's so rewarding. Have you thought about uh, doing some composition with mandolin in <laughs> in the back of your head, saying, "Here's mandolin. This is the bass music that I want to throw in with a bit of drum." But there's a mandolin piece that I really want to play. Have you thought about composing something like that and then allowing it to run with with say Hamilton, maybe perhaps? <laughs> well. Uh... You know, uh, I've been uh, I've been writing a lot of uh, piano and not not a, a large ensemble, but like uh, more than the trio, right. quartet, sextet, um, that I haven't uh, really created anything for uh, like a reduced uh, set, like a guitar, a drums and bass, 
so the mandolin would fit into this uh, whole thing that I haven't done and I want to do. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And do you prefer composing or playing? I know we've talked about that before. The compositional component where it's in your head and you're putting it on paper, or do you prefer actually taking that music and doing it live, doing getting out there and and caressing your your cello, your pardon me, not cello, bass, your your taking your bass out and and allowing it to sing, which is your uh, preference? <laughs> well, because because I I compose to play, it has to be the the the, the stage part. Right. Uh, if I don't go on stage with the with the music, I really haven't learned how to do that. Like to to compose and let it be, you know. Someone else does it. Right. Uh, I haven't even thought about it. So I guess the the playing part is is really important. I so, wouldn't leave that. So for you, there's an ownership to the to the music where you feel. I've put this together. I have to be the one that takes it out and and gives it air because if it falls flat, it's on me. If it goes really well, it's on me. This is my voice. This is my soul. I don't want somebody else to take it and run with it because they don't know me, my soul, the way oh, I no. want this to sound. Is that how you no, feel no. about the music that you no. compose? Or no, 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 no. Uh, sometimes I have uh, some of the musicians I work with. They pick up the stuff I I write and they play it, right? And it leaves me like with the heart full. It's it's like uh, what's the better the the best uh, the best compliment you can you can get? Uh, like a fellow musician, he says, "I love your music. Music. I'm gonna play it with my trio, with my bands. I'm I want to record it." I see. Okay. So, so it's it's uh, an amazing compliment. Uh, so I, I have zero problems with with that. But when I compose, I compose to play. I see. So yeah. But somebody else taking it, you have absolutely no concerns. It's actually a a compliment to your work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's actually not mine. The music. <laughs> if you think about it, it's not mine. It's just I just uh just just put a play, a puzzle in place. So. Yeah, play play my music, no problem. Fantastic. So I've listened to both your solo works and your group works, and I found that your solo work is almost introspective and thought evoking, right? But it's like it's like inviting the listener to comfortably share a piece of you, right? That's your your solo pieces. Whereas your group work has a different vibe. It's it's like a conversation, as we've said before, and as I said when we were talking before, like a conversation in a cafe. It's alive, it's organic, it kind of moves, you're, you're dynamic, you're drawn into the conversation as a listener. Do you enjoy solo work more, or do you enjoy performing with a group? I think I enjoy uh, the, 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 the group performance a little bit more. Um, maybe because... Uh, when I compose, I it's very common for me to to write music for a certain musician. Like I'm writing this piece because I want uh, like Jose, the drummer, to to play it because I know it's going to be amazing, right? right? So I think the group feature is is uh, it's a, is also amazing, and I I prefer it. Yeah. Well, as I said, I've watched both. And when you are doing solo work, it is, like I say, it's very introspective. It's it, And seeing you with collaborators, you are dynamic. You see a different vibe to you as well as, and, you know, to be able to see that in a performance, it's 
it's maybe wa watching choreographed dancing or or like I said, going into a cafe, a, a, a live Lisbon cafe. I'm seeing people interacting. That's how I see the music that you play when you're working with somebody. Um, and I can see that you are enjoying the experience. And we won't talk about the the piece that you've sent me uh, because I want to listen. To, <laughs> I want to listen to that one myself and see if there's a difference in the conversation that you're having. Um, <laughs> So now let's let's switch gears from from your bringing music to the world and and look at your fans. So you have a fan base. How do they respond to your music, and how do you respond to them? Well, uh, <laughs> I think I'm. Uh, I tend to be uh, like a, a bit of a, or I turned out to be, uh, because I play I play music and do music for for such a long time now. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I I turned out to be a, like a little bit of a over humble person <laughs> when it comes to performing. So I'm always very um, surprised when someone comes to me and say, I, I loved your playing, I loved your music. And it's always a, a great surprise. So I, I think I, I receive it. I, I receive that with surprise. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. So you you have definitely have humility. I know from our conversation previously that you are a humble individual, um, but at least you're gracious enough to accept it as compliment, and you're not self deprecating where you think no 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 ah. I'm not that good I'm not that good. Although you did say you like to be the worst person in the band, you <laughs> did say that to me. I, that's true. <laughs> and I understand that from the perspective of you get to learn from better, better peers that or at least you feel they're better peers listening to the music. I would say you're equals. But having the perspective of I can learn more is a really great way of interacting with individuals that you take the best from them and you apply it to yourself and you're continuously growing. And that's a that's a good thing. So I would never I know you're not going to stop doing it, but I would say don't stop doing that because it does make you a really, really good player. Uh, the music that you play. Um, what about nervousness? Are you ever nervous when you go on stage? Do you ever have butterflies in your stomach before you perform? So it's it's. I think I think many musicians have uh, this answer. If I go onto a, a a small club with maybe fifteen people watching the concert, I get a lot of nerves. Like <laughs> I get very nervous. You know. <laughs> Because it's it's like they're right there. They're they're watching every movement you do. If you if I go on stage like for uh, Rock in Rio, where you have like thousands of people watching, yeah. it's like zero. Uh, Seriously. <laughs> so the smaller so, the group, the more nerves that you have. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how do you get so past I, that? So um, the for me the key has been um, reviewing all my my all the first steps uh, that I have to to do to get the the, the concert started. You know, uh, the first maybe the first uh, two minutes, the first uh, part of the song, uh, I, I usually review it in my mind so that I can I can approach the music uh feeling very well prepared uh so this helps a lot and also uh trying to relax you know like some movements 
and some breathing uh, exercises if I'm really nervous. Um, and usually it works very well. <laughs> well, you don't seem nervous now, and it's only you and me. So, you know, <laughs> the smallest group you've ever had to play in front of, although, you know, true, playing, true, we're true, only having true. a conversation. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And so, I didn't do any exercises. <laughs> although you did. Maybe you were breathing before we came on. Yeah, um, maybe. So your earlier work, I've listened to some, and your newer, your, your new pieces how would you say that your earlier work has influenced your your new work now? Uh, well, uh, the the learning curve, you know. Uh, um, I think the, the the quality of the music uh, is there from from start. Right, and that's from age seventeen. Uh, I mean, you were professional from age seventeen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm forty now. Uh, so it's such a, a long, uh, a long period of so so many different uh, bands, so many different concerts, travels, a lot of stuff. Uh, but the the early works, at least the the ones I did uh, as a leader, um, I think it's the the the, the learning curve. Uh, what I learned uh, to do better. Um, I think I used to play a lot more. Uh, notes a lot more stuff than I play now. Right. Um, I think I can. I I've started to learn how to be a little bit a little bit more like self-contained. You know, like to to play the the essential, the the good parts, and leave the 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 less good parts uh, <laughs> in silence. Ah, okay. uh, yeah. So so I think that's the that's my conclusion uh, in terms of my own work. Uh, in terms of collaboration, um, well, I've played with a lot of people, so uh, I've I've been learning uh, since day one of the, the my professional career. Right. So, if if a young musician has the 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 capability to absorb absorb uh, they they have like a, a huge uh, potential of, of great musicians and people uh, giving them uh, lots of information. So that's what I took. Mostly. Well, that's that's a, a good lead in to this question, which is something that I ask everyone that I speak with is what is the best advice you have ever been given given and who gave it to you? Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> To to be prepared for the 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 work you're gonna have to do, because uh, you only have one chance to create the first impression. Right. So if you're really super prepared, if you practiced your your chops, uh, if you know the 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 music you're gonna play really well, if you have the chance to do it by heart, then you'll create an amazing first impression. So I think that's the the, the best advice uh, I can give to a a young musician or or any musician. Okay, and and did someone give that to you as well? Well, many people. You can open books about music, and this is a, a, an advice that 
it's written in in words right, right. yeah um but then uh, someone comes and and tells you this and you take it as something new as something you never heard before so the, uh, there was a person who told me this and his name is Victor Zamora he's a, an amazing pianist he's from Cuba mm-hmm. and he, he lives in Portugal uh since the early 2000s uh and he, he he told me this um and it it may it made sense so it, for him it's, the, it's more about yeah so him telling it to you it came from an authentic a, a real place and that's why it impacted you as opposed to it just being words in a book or somebody just repeating somebody else's words when victor told you this it was he's saying it and it makes yeah. sense because he lives the same thing yeah i think that's also the definition of of a master right when you get the, the when you get the information from a master instead of uh someone who just uh, replicates the the words so you get the full experience it's like okay <laughs> you just have no words okay <laughs> done deal i'm going to do it Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So, so your latest album dropped in October. What's next? What's coming up from uh, Cicero Lee? So next, uh, it will depend on my mood. I, I have the I have the power to do it within my my will, right? So it's great. I'm independent uh, when it comes to creating music. So I I do it for myself. Uh, I, I self release. I have a, an agreement with a, with a label, but. I can do whatever I want. So uh, either something uh, um, like a solo work, uh, playing the the acoustic and the electric bass, because I haven't, I, I didn't do it yet. Uh, or uh, and uh, like the second um, volume of the the album, "Those Who Stay," because it's right. a, a large group, and and I would like to do something with those guys again. Or uh, the the um, the jazz funk groove stuff. So I think I'm gonna wait for for the holidays to decide. <laughs> Have the holidays and then come back with something. You'll you'll maybe be yeah. inspired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and don't forget, you have to do the drum solo. You have to <laughs> the drum solo. <laughs> Your second love, and and you know we won't tell the bass that you're doing this, but <laughs> <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, but right now uh, I want to offer the listeners the absolutely very talented Cicero Lee with Brooklyn.
So I want to thank you, Cicero, for taking the time from your demanding schedule to speak with me today. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to your next endeavors and hopefully seeing you live in the future. I would really, really enjoy that. Uh, I hope you stay safe. I hope the weather stays sunny in, in Lisbon. And uh, possibly we'll see you at the Ottawa Jazz Festival in the coming year or so. You never know. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, and amazing was to to have the chance to talk to you. I want to thank you and and your your producers uh, for having me for the the invite and many uh, successes for uh, for your your program and the easy jazz. Uh, so thank you very much. It was a, a great pleasure. The pleasure is mine. The honor is mine. It has been a joy speaking with you and seeing you for the first time. So. Hopefully this will not be the last. Hopefully that this this conversation Hopefully. will continue. Hopefully. Thank you very much. Thank you, Cicero. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been another edition of Easy Jazz Spotlight, produced by easyjazz.fm.